Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Jones! Bowden! He's got it! England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins! <laughs> Welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket with me, Simon Hughes. And me, Simon Mann. Oh, Ravi Jadeja. Oh, Ravi Jadeja. Ad nauseam, really. I, someone did that once. Someone, someone was, they were sitting on a train from Birmingham to London and the India supporters were singing that all the way. So what's that, about an hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes? They'll be singing it tonight in, in various parts of uh, India and wherever India supporters have been watching on today because he, he just about battened down this test match for me. Picked up some wickets yesterday, went around the park a bit, but he's just about battened it down today after good, good innings from KL Rahul, Yoz. England's only hope, actually, is that uh, Jadeja gets 100 tomorrow and gets, converts his 81 not out. And then he has to do that wild celebration and he dislocates his wrist. Because it looks as if he's going to do that every time. I posted it on social media, actually, today. That wild sort of swirl of the bat he does, waving it around like a, a scimitar. And it, it looks extravagant. In fact, Sonny Gavaskar on commentary said, don't, don't, I'm not going to try that. He said, I'll, I'll definitely injure my wrist. Somehow he doesn't, uh, Jadeja. But um, that's England's only hope. Because what a cricketer he is. I mean... He needs to take a couple of the bowlers with him, though, Yoz, doesn't he? He'll need to take Ravi Chandra and Ashwin and Aksha Patel with him as well. Well, I reckon uh, Ravi Chandra and Ashwin and, and, and Jadeja are probably still uh, at loggerheads uh, today after that run out because I don't get the sense, and I was just listening quite carefully to Ravi Shastri, the former coach, talking about the two of them. And somebody said to him, well, how how is... Uh, they're going to be, when they get back into the dressing room together, what's it going to be like? What are they going to say to each other? And he said, one will be on one corner and one will be in the other corner and they won't agree on whose fault it was. It was a terrible mix-up. Ashwin knocking into the offside, looking for a single. Jadeja ball-watching, refused to go, started to go and then stopped. And they were both at the same end. So Ashwin had to, to depart. 
And I got the sense from listening to, to Ravi Shastri and, and sort of knowing the two individuals slightly as well, that they don't particularly get on. Uh, so there, there, there's going to be some, maybe some harsh words or some harsh stares going on in the Indian dressing room tonight. But, well, even more so than that, they'll be very happy, won't they? Because they're in an incredible position. 175 lead, uh, only two days of the test match gone and all, still three wickets in hand. So it's going to be over 200. I don't see England getting anywhere near that when they bat second. Uh, there's still quite a lot in the pitch it's not going to get any easier. In fact, it's probably going to be harder. England will try their best and they'll they'll talk a good game, as Ben Duckett did last night. But it's all about what you do on the field, isn't it? Yeah, extraordinary, really. And this is all part of the sort of the Brendan McCullum ethos, really, is talk positively. Don't talk about negative things. But he, he came out yesterday and after playing and said, we're in a strong position. Well, I just... That's insulting, I think, to people who know their cricket. Duckett, you mean, not not McCullum? Yeah, Ben Duckett. Sorry, yeah, but, yeah. Brendan McCullum wants positivity in the dressing room. Stuart Broad was talking about it last summer after he retired, didn't he? You know, you have to go in in the morning uh, being positive. You have to say something positive. And and Ben Duckett took that into his press conference uh, uh, last night, saying we're in a strong position. It was an overpass score. Well, and we talked about this yesterday. What sort of score it was? Actually, we thought it was quite quite you know quite a decent score for England against India on that surface. But the problem is in England don't have a strong spin attack and we saw that today and India were able to profit. But yeah, he said we're in a strong position. And I mean, that's just nonsense. I'm afraid it's nonsense. And and people who know their cricket, they understand it's nonsense. So it just sounds, it just sounds daft. And India, well, they, they gave it all the, all the context you could want uh, today. They dominated today. I think actually... They probably had a better day than even we thought they would. We we thought you know a decent lead on this pitch, hundred something like that, hundred and fifty up to up to one hundred and fifty, England perhaps capable of bowling India out because there there is something in the surface, and that's the problem for England when they pass in their second innings. There's plenty, there's loads out there to to help the spinners, and they you know they're they're so good. So yeah, they're one hundred and seventy five ahead, as you say, with power to add. You know, good luck with that one, and yeah, you know, it still looks as though it's heading. For three days, possibly might dribble into a into a fourth day, unless England can find something miraculous, something special uh, with the bat. But it's a, it's a heck of a long way behind. It's, it's a long way behind on a flat pitch, isn't it? On a flattish, good pitch, but there's a, there's plenty there uh, for India spinners. Yeah, there is. And why didn't the England spinners utilise that better? Well, there's a few reasons. I mean, one obviously is the the lack of experience of certainly Tom Hartley and. And Ray and Ahmed. Uh, actually, I got the sense, uh, and listening to the, the post-match conversations, actually, that uh, Jack Leach, who did bowl reasonably through the day, but didn't have many long spells. In fact, today, he only came on after drinks. He didn't bowl in the first hour at all. And then he had only a couple of overs in the morning session. And over the whole day, he only bowled, uh, at the most, four overs in a spell. And uh, I thought that was a bit odd. What's that about, Sometimes yours? Sometimes it was only two overs spell. Well, um, the Jeet and Patel, the bowling coach afterwards, said he's got a problem with his knee. Uh, not quite sure how that uh, occurred. Uh, he said he banged his knee. And I don't really know what that means. But see it clearly, he, had a, he wasn't moving as well as he can. And that must have been one of the reasons why Stokes restricted his spells. I think he also wanted to juggle the bowlers, constantly rotate, rotate them to stop the, the, the batters getting into a, a rhythm and a, and a sort of consistency against one, against one particular bowler. But I think spinners 
really like to be able to bowl quite long spells. The problem is, if they're not building up pressure, then in a way, a long spell is redundant or irrelevant. And that's the problem, really, is they weren't able to build up any pressure. No maiden overs bowled in that first session either. And to, to be able to get you know, a little bit of sort of onus on the batsman to try to do something and, you know, just get them under pressure. You've got to build up that control and that uh, that, that you know, bulk of maidens, really. So stop them scoring. Um, in, in, in the end, that was England's you know, main problem. Too many boundary balls, too many pies just offered up. And thanks very much. They were put away with, with, a, with a plom. Yeah, that's one of the notes I've written down about the day's play. I've just written England, colon, no control. And that was that was the problem, was it? India scored far too freely. Overall, 3.82 runs per over. I mean, not desperately quick, not by the standards that England have set, but very positive, and they were very positive uh, throughout. I should note as well that all seven wickets, really, were, were tossed away. I, I know that was part of India's aggressive approach, and it, and it worked for them, it has worked for them. All seven wickets, though, hand down. A couple of caught on the boundary, one in the deep row, hit Sharma. That comedy run out you were talking about. Even the LBW was a huge swipe by uh, Barat against uh, Joe Root. Who actually, I, I thought Root actually was, was England's best bowler today. The, the, the best spinner. I thought he, he out-bowled he, the rest. He looked more threatening. Of course, he's you know he's a, he's a pretty experienced cricketer, isn't he? And he was towards the end, he was bowling to left-handers. He was He, he looked like someone who could... Um, dismiss a, a batter rather than take a wicket from you know catching in the deep or, or whatever you know an injudicious stroke and there were there were several injudicious strokes from India today I mean goodness me the shot that Shubman Gill played I mean just like tossed it away didn't it huge drive caught mid wicket Tom Hartley's first test wicket I bet you could barely believe it Gill looks like a player who's just struggling actually to sort of I don't live up to his promise. He's a clearly a, a high-class uh, player. We've seen it in, in white ball cricket. I mean, some of his batting has been just phenomenal in white ball cricket. Hasn't really... T- I mean, he's, he's had a, he had a reasonable year last year, but he hasn't made sort of total breakthrough into test match cricket. He just looked to be battling with himself a little bit today and, and, and gave it away. But, you know, there's enough quality out there. And, you, you know, I, we, we, we talked about this and we probably had a little bit of a dispute about it, Yoz. You were saying that t- uh, Kohli was a, a huge miss for India. And I thought, well, yeah, he's obviously, a, you know, a big player for them and, you know, class player. But I, I just felt they would have enough elsewhere to compensate for him not playing. And I, I think it's that's how it's turned out, isn't it? Yeah. And actually, uh, in a way, Kale Rahul has sort of assumed that the Kohli role, uh, because he's just so good at a no-risk kind of mm. approach. Occasionally, he'll hit one over the top when the the offering is up. So, I mean, one time, Ray and Ahmed tossed one up a bit higher and a bit wider outside off something. Out of nowhere, Kale Rahul just flayed it back over his head for six. But in the main, he plays a very orthodox game. He just gets back on his stump, plays a book very late off the back foot, cuts it away on, on the offside, forcing uh, bowlers to, to over-pitch, and then he drives and works them around. He doesn't... It, it's a very low-risk sort of game but very fluent as well and very determined. You can just see it in his eyes, can't you? He just wants to bat and bat like all of them. They just love batting mm. and they they just won't get away. And it was a surprise today when Shubman Gill and also Shreyas Iyer played a mm. pretty appalling shot as well and like lofted it straight down deep mid wicket. So he gave his wicket away. So it was a it, it was a frustrating day. I agree with you about Root. I thought 
he actually turned the ball mm. more than any of the other spinners. About uh, Ran Ahmed got the odd ball as a leggy, got the odd ball to really grip and bite, but there was no consistency in his bowling. He bowled a lot of short balls and, and got put away for runs, so really Stokes couldn't have him on for too long. And the, 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 the route was at least offering a sense of control and some threat and should have taken two wickets in the first over, shouldn't he? Having been given the, the first over and getting Jaiswell out, caught and bowled, having been hit over the top for four, he then got an edge off uh, the second ball that Rahul faced and it just flicked off the top of the bat and evaded Ben Folkes' gloves and went down to the boundary and was actually given as buys. But, in fact, he, he did get an edge that caused England to run out of reviews. So uh, the fact the umpire gave it buys, it would have meant he would have been given not out, if, even if folks had caught it. Yeah, it was a dramatic start to the day. Anyone who was up early to watch on TNT this morning would have been woken up pretty early by, you know, wide awake by that first over because Jaiswell whacked a four, then he was caught in bowls, you say, and then that, that drop chance. I mean... I just, I mean well, it should have been caught, shouldn't it, by Ben Folks? Everyone's saying, yeah, Ben Folks, you know, best wicketkeeper since bread has been sliced, etc. You know, should have been in the ashes. But even he, even Ben Folks, uh, can drop a chance. And yeah, that was the, that was the first one he was presented with, and and the only one, as far as I could tell today. There were a few sort of drops and fumbles, and some some buys as well. There was just a just a hint of one down the leg side. It was difficult to tell uh, on the television late on. Yeah, drops the catch. But it, I, I like you. I'm not sure that it would have been out because England rat reviews and it was given not out. It was given as a buy. Or sorry, it wasn't given not out. It was given as a buy. So yeah, we, we we don't know on that one. And you thought from that moment, you thought, well, I just wonder whether England can get get themselves uh, back in the game. They got another wicket uh, not that long afterwards. But there's always someone to come in, isn't there? Uh, for India, three players got 80, and even even Barat, who made 100 against England A, the England Lions. Uh, the other day, came in and played a, a useful innings. And Achy Patel, Achy Patel at number nine. I mean, that's a you know, it's a useful player to have coming in that far down. So you know, even without Kohli, even with the wicket of Jaiswell early on, it feels as though there's always someone against what is. Let's let's be fair. This is a pretty threadbare England tag. It's very inexperienced, and it just does not have the quality uh, to compete against. It seems to me against India on these type of surfaces. Well, if you desire, you can watch uh, tomorrow's third day's play from 4am on, of course, TNT Sports. And this podcast is in association with TNT Sports. It's the exclusive home, not only of this uh, winter tour of India for, for England, but also of the UEFA Champions League, Europa League and Europa Conference League, as well as showing Premier League football, plus rugby, MotoGP, boxing, UFC, NBA... WWE and more. And by the way, uh, a rugby match tonight is Quinns v Leicester in the Gallagher Premiership. That's a 7pm kickoff on TNT Sports 1. You can stream it on Discovery Plus or watch TNT Sports channels on EE Sky and Virgin Media. A subscription, of course, is required. TNCs apply. And talking of digital world, NordVPN is the fastest virtual private network out there. One click and your online privacy is protected. And, of course, it's an open sesame to a new world of content and opportunity. So, for instance, when I was at the Cricket World Cup in India recently, getting thoroughly depressed covering England, as I'm sure some of the journos probably are now, I used NordVPN to watch England at the Rugby World Cup in France instead. Until England got knocked out of that as well. But, Simon, you quite like a bit of uh, VPN when you're away as well, don't you? Well, all, all, the VPN always goes on 
uh, when I'm away and when I'm at home as well. You you protect your data, don't you? you if you're doing uh, banking, whatever, th things like that, it, it, it protects your data, gives you that feeling of security. And you can switch your virtual location on NordVPN to access cheaper flights, hotels or other deals wherever you are in the world, all on the NordVPN app, which costs the same as a latte. To grab our huge discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash AIC. That stands for Analyst Inside Cricket. Our code will also give you four additional months for free on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit nordvpn.com slash AIC to find out more and open the door to a galaxy of content. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So the day, of course, belonged to Ravi Jadeja. What an incredible player he is. Of course, he was a bit lucky. First couple of, uh, well, the first hour he was at the crease, he had a couple of reprieves. There was an LBW and also a court at short leg, both of which were given out and both of which he correctly reviewed. The first one ballooning up off his thigh pad and he immediately reviewed. Uh, of course, that was given not out or overturned. And then an LBW to Joe Root, actually, where he, it didn't look as if he got an inside edge. It looked plumb, but there was an inside edge uh, revealed on review and he was reprieved there as well. So a couple of tiny slices of luck for him. But uh, other than that, he never gave a chance. Mm. Well, I mean, you could you could argue it's not luck. The, you know, the correct decision was come to because yeah. we've got the the decision review system. Uh, in in the old days, of course, he would have been you know, desperately unlucky to be given out and on his way because you know there was no a review system. That's what is so good about it, I think. And also, I think in in India where there are men around the back where the ball is turning and you're not quite sure height, you know, height of LBWs is it an inside edge? Is it not? I mean, there was one that England were absolutely convinced they had a. A catch at short leg off of bat and pad. And you see it. You see it again. And I think they would have reviewed it as well if they'd had any reviews left. Joe Root was bitterly disappointed. He couldn't believe it. His head was down on the review or on the TV replay. Nowhere near it. So you know, it, it is a really good thing to to have it, and we, we're we're so used to it now. That there were some marginal ones. There was an LBW shout against Jadeja. There was umpire's call that was given not out. There was one against KL Rahul against Root that was umpire's call as well, and that that had been given uh, not out. You know, tough for the umpires, uh, Chris Gaffney. 
and pull rifles. You know, it's, it's hard work out there. Uh, you know, you've really got to concentrate. It's not, I mean, you know, because the other thing as well is the rate of the game is well, in theory, is quicker, isn't it? Because the spinners are on, they're rattling uh, through their overs. Um, whereas you can just sort of, when the pace bowlers are on a bit, you can you're a bit longer to relax. Although, having said that, Yoz, something else we noticed today. I think it was a pretty, a pretty miserable day for England, really, wasn't it? It's a predictably tough day for them, but their over rate as well lamentable and people go oh don't go on about the over rates but hold on a second this is the world test championship you can be deducted points for slow over rates now maybe they've given some license for whatever reason today and that they were not behind and that will come out at the end of the game but they were three overs down today and they only bowled 11 overs of pace so the rest were spin so they had spin for most of the day and they still could not bowl 90 overs in six and a half hours you deserve to be docked some points for that and they might it might well be. And you think back to that world first World Test Championship, Australia failed to make the final for one reason and one reason alone, and that was because of their overrate. They got deducted points for that. So, you know, it's not about, you know, old farts like us going on about the overrate. It's actually part of the fabric of the competition in which you are playing. And if you've got spinners bowling all day, you damn well should be able to get through your overs. It's hard to know where England lost so much time. I mean, one thing that does happen is with Stokes particularly is he does change the field a lot and you know there's which is good which is a good aspect of his captaincy but it does take time and sometimes they call for the helmet and they need another helmet in fact there was a silly delay uh, today when he decided just before tea to have uh, a silly point for one of the batters and the Johnny Bairstow was perfectly happy to stand at silly point without a helmet but the umpires didn't allow it so they had to call for for the extra fielding helmet to, to be brought on. It's silly little things like that, but just generally rotating between overs. They need to have that stopwatch that they had in the, the T20 series in the West Indies for this as well and make sure that every over begins 30 seconds after the last one finished. Or In fact, it was 60 seconds, wasn't it, after the last one finished in the West Indies. But that's that's an ample time to be able to change over and, and get the next over bowled. Or perhaps... You know, in the future, we need four overs in a row from one end in Test cricket, like they're doing the hundred. What do you think about that? Oh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Just get on with it. How about that? How about the the, the novel uh, suggestion of just getting on with it a little bit more? Anyway, if England do, it, it, we'll see what happens. Whether they get punished for uh, their overrate in this Test match, of course, I, I, it might well be that they don't get another chance to to catch up in this game. I mean, you know, they are going to be under pressure severely in their second innings. I thought the day today. You know, the end of the day just sort of summed it up, really, uh, for England. 4-6-4, Acha Patel to Tom Hartley, who did pick up his first wickets in Test cricket, but two for 131 from 25 overs, you know, going for five and over. Again, no control there. And then Rayan Ahmed, who apparently bowled superbly, according to Jeetan Patel, one for 105 from 23 overs. He did bowl some good balls, didn't he, Rayan Ahmed? I mean, he has got that about him. He, he bowled some good balls. He was unlucky, I think, at times. You know, Root spun it, and, and Rayan Ahmed, he did look threatening at times, but as you say, there were just too many loose ones, and that and that's often the problem with a leg-break bowler, isn't it? That's why Shane Warne was just such a stupendous bowler, because for the most part, he had such great control as well. And, you know, He was at you the whole time, but if you know as a batter, that there's going to be a four ball per over or, you know, or two per over, then it just releases the pressure. Yeah, I and mean, you can see why uh, Ray and Ahmed's county average isn't particularly good and why he doesn't get all that much bowling because 
counties particularly pride themselves on also control, don't they? And that's why the median paces are so dominant because you can sort of set a field to them and on a greenish pitch in England, it's difficult to, to knock them away for too many runs. So you can't afford the luxury of, of a leg spinner, especially one who hasn't really got great control of length. I think his control of line is very good. You know, he's able to pitch his googly just outside the right hand off stump and his leg break on about off stump, which is perfect. But it's his length. It's too many full balls, often actual full tosses and, and a lot of short balls. And when we say short, they're very short. They're half trackers. He occasionally gets a wicket with one because the batsman sort of threw the shot so early. But in the main, it's just a release ball, which... It was a shame because he bowled two overs straight after lunch, which were really good. Two maidens got the wicket of Shreyas Iyer, you know, slogging one down deep mid-wicket. But then the next two overs he bowled, I think he went for about 25 runs. A couple of brilliant shots by Kale Rahul, a couple of drag downs, and suddenly that whole pressure and, uh, you know, potential dominance is, is lost. Do you think we've seen enough already? And it's you know it's a relatively small sample size. England have only been in the field for part of one innings. To think actually they probably will need to reconfigure uh, their attack for later in the series, even if they're playing on spinning pitches. I mean, Shane Warne always used to say, if it seems, it'll spin. So if it spins, will it also seem? Or you know, can you certainly if you you know run your fingers over it and bowl cutters and slower balls and those sort of things? If you bowl wicket to wicket with fielders on either side, like I've seen, for example, Jimmy Anderson uh, do in the subcontinent in the past. What about that? Well, here's an idea for you. Now, did you see today, Jimmy Anderson was pictured bowling left-arm spin <laughs> under the guidance and supervision of Jack Leach. He actually bowled a couple of really good, reputable-looking left-arm spinners. Amazing. Mm. So I think Jimmy Anderson comes back <laughs> as a left-arm spinner who bats right-handed. Because remember, his best shot is a reverse sweep. So I can see a, a future career in his 40s for Jimmy Anderson bowling left-arm spin and then batting right-handed. Maybe he pick him for the second test. He can, do his, he can bowl his seamers early on and then come on and bowl his left-arm spinners. Now, obviously, I'm being facetious. Anderson would be a, a better bet, I think, on this pitch. Would bowl pretty well, actually, but he just lacks that ability to I don't know, get on top of a batsman and then exploit that. He'll bowl some really good balls and then he'll try the big in-swinging Yorker and it becomes a half volley and the batsman gets off strike. Or, you know, there's an inside edge or something and the, the, the batsman get off strike. Anderson is just so much better at, firstly, building up that pressure, that, that sort of sequence of deliveries which the batsman can't get away, and then just coming up with that slight variation, whether it's a wobble seam delivery or a little cutter or something like that, that can take the, the key wicket. Wood just hasn't quite got that uh, nous or that knack of getting the wicket, having bowled a couple of good deliveries or a few good deliveries. So I think Anderson will definitely come into the equation. I mean, obviously it depends on the pitch, doesn't it? Because mm. if it's a bit harder... Uh, would obviously has a has a, a value. I think what was hampering him also in this match is the the footholds because he kept falling over all the time and he does that a lot. But particularly when the footholds are crumbly, he loses his footing and that just makes it harder for him to to really have an impact. So yeah, Anderson for for the second test for sure with either Wood or perhaps Robinson. I mean, you just need that little bit of craft. 
as a bowler in these conditions? Yeah, well, that's something for them to, to think about uh, between test matches. Let's just have a look at the the, the third day and the potential uh, for what is going to happen. Let's just have a look at the third day and sum up what we think might happen. 175 runs ahead, India. How difficult is the batting task for England in the third innings on a third day pitch against this Indian attack. It's going to be hard, <laughs> undoubtedly. Uh, the, the ball is keeping a bit low occasionally now. There was an LBW of the, the wicketkeeper uh, going for a big s- sort of slog sweep off Joe Root, Barat, and he was given LBW. The ball hit him very low down on the leg. And we've seen the evidence of that also happening to, to one or two other deliveries. It is turning. I think the Indian bowlers, with especially with a harder ball, will turn the ball more than England have and produce genuine wicket-taking deliveries. So it'll be about whether England can get through that difficult first 30 overs when the ball is quite hard. They'll probably open with a spinner at one end. So I think Duckett will be a key man, actually, because left-hander, I think, will just be... If he can stave off the threat of Ravi Ashwin, who he's had problems with before... I think against the left-handers, he should be the left-arm spinners. He should be all right. So duck it at one end and the right-handers at the other. If they can avoid losing more than two or three wickets in that say first thirty overs, I think England can still get a score of two hundred-ish. But I don't see them getting any more than that, really. So it doesn't sound uh, too optimistic, does it? Uh, you know, I think India's India are going to get a lead of over two hundred. And I think England will struggle to get to 200. But, you know, I mean, Stokes batted superbly in the first innings. If they can give him a bit of a foundation, England could get 280. But it's a long shot. Mm. Yeah, the problem is even if they get 280 in, they're going to need about 70 to win, aren't they? Something like that. 60, 70, 80 uh, to win. Uh, I, I, from my point, I thought a, a first innings lead of 80, 100 was, would be quite difficult, tricky for England to, to deal with on this surface. As it is, it looks like it's going to be 180, 200, something like that. And you know, who knows with Acha Patel and Ravi Jadeja together. Yeah, they, they could well get even more. So, so there we go. Uh, Yours, it's um, it's not unexpected. I th- I think we th- we thought this is you know going to it was going to go uh, like this, but it, it really has been the whole sort of series has been put in context. I think by the first two days that that we've seen so far, you know, it has been a chastening couple of days, and in, in, India have sort of hit England pretty hard, really. I think. Yeah, and th- th- I think they shouldn't think that even if they lose this first test, which inevitably they they will. I think that the batsman particularly can get a lot of valuable time in the middle by just batting in the second innings and just trying to get on top of those excellent spinners, trying to figure out a method because that'll help them later in the series. You know, you can almost sort of give this 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 test match up as a learning experience and although it's something that you know, players always talk about, it could give them credit and help and optimism for test matches in, in the future in this series. You know, if England can get 200-ish on a difficult third-day pitch against this class of attack, I think that will stand them in good stead for, for future games. Just on, well, we're going to close now, but I just noticed, keeping an eye on the England-Lions game against India A as well. The first test match 
of that, of that series, Test match inverted commas, the Lions had the better of it. Or they set the India A team to close to 500 to win after bowling them out cheaply in the first innings, and they batted on and, and set them a lot. But India A actually responded with over 400 for the loss of five, and the time ran out, and the game ended in a draw. Well, this time round, the India A team, it's actually quite similar to this test match so far. England Lions 152 all out, India A 489 and then the Lions 304 for 8 in their second innings. So actually making a good decent fist of it in their second innings but only 33 ahead with two wickets left and Ollie Robinson is uh, 84 not out in that game. But, but it does show you, I mean it's, it's good to get out there and play but it just shows the quality that India have first 11, second 11 you know, it's, it's it's a real test and it, it, and it's good to go through those sorts of tests uh, to improve. And, and actually for the younger players, you might play for England eventually to see, you know, to see what it's like out there and how, how tricky it can be. And take a leaf out of uh, Australia's book as well. Uh, look at the, the way they fought back from adversity in this latest test match in Brisbane, the day-night game, where the West Indies scored 311 and the Aussies were 25 for four but closed eventually on 289 for eight declared. Pat Cummins getting 60-odd uh, down the order and uh, them sort of resurrecting their position. Uh, so almost on a par there with, with West Indies having been 25 for four. And by the way, you can also watch that match on TNT Sports. So we'll be back tomorrow to review the third day's play. Speak to you then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.